Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show live from the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Prices so low to blow your mind. Come on by and see us and take advantage, certainly, of these great deals. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, big thanks to the title sponsor of the big show. That's Big O. Save up to $190 off Michelin tires with financing options available only at your locally owned and operated Big O tires, the team you trust. Let's get out to the zone phone. Of course, you see him. Uh, every jazz game on AT&T Sportsnet, sometimes alongside Bowler, sometimes alongside Alema, but he's our good friend Thurl Bailey. What's going on, Big T? Jay, Gordon, how you guys doing, man? <laughs> we are terrific. Thurl, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, and then how winning makes you feel? Makes you feel really good, doesn't it? <laughs> Thurl, uh, did, you have, I, did you have any idea that this team would be as good as it is? I mean, we all thought it was going to be good, but uh, this is this is getting to a, a point that I don't think very many people could have guessed. No, I don't think so. I, I don't even know if, if you know, and, and Quinn's a, just an amazing coach and what he's done with this team, but I think what they're doing now, I don't think anyone could have predicted, um, especially how they started, right, this season, but um, it's just, it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch them win in different ways. It's fun to watch different guys step up and, and succeed in that whole philosophy. But, yeah, it's been amazing for the state for that for this to be going on. So, Thurl, the other night, uh, Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench and he scores 40, pl- uh, 40 points. What do you have? Uh, do you have 40? No, he had 40 even. He was the fourth jazz man to ever do it. And the last player in a Jazz uniform to come off the bench and have 40 points was Big T, Thurl Bailey, who had 41 (laughs) on March 14th of 1988 in a game against Denver. And we talked to Locke a little bit about it. He remembers that game, Big T, that uh, Carl uh, was ejected or something in the first couple of minutes of the game, and you came in and feasted. What do you you remember about that night? Um, I remember that. Carl and Frank Layden were kicked out early in the game. <laughs> and Jerry Sloan took over as head coach for that game. And, um, you know, and it, nothing really had to be said. I knew I had to take up a little more responsibility on the offensive end, and a lot of the plays would be run to me. Um, and it, it really wasn't any different than actually what I was used to coming off the bench, except it would be kind of accentuated. Um, because of the need to score, right? And so I was the option until they took it away. And, uh, of course, I wasn't shooting threes. They were all twos and free throws. And so uh, it was just a night I had a role, and then John was finding me in the right places, and so were other guys. Uh, and I, I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of athletes find those moments where, you know, it's just that night, and whatever they try to do, it ain't going to work because you're just in the zone. Thurl, if you'd had the opportunity to shoot threes, do you think that's a skill you could have honed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if the importance of threes were were a part of the the philosophy of the – no, there's no question. I mean, it's just 
distance, right? Uh, distance and accuracy and, and training for it and, and knowing that it's important. I was just like the hook shot. Listen, I, I, I knew it was a almost impossible shot to stop. And so that's what I worked on. That's what I prided myself on, on uh, being ready to, to showcase when the season came. And, and I think threes are no different. It's just the importance of a three-point shot now is, is integrated more into, in today's game. And, and it makes the game fun, you know, high scores. But, uh, you know, this is the era of the three-point shot, and the Jazz are utilizing it better than anybody, any other team in the league. Thurl, Big T Bailey with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, and Thurl, it seems like the buy-in on this team is big time from top to bottom. Uh, you know, guys buying into their role and uh, buying into Coach Quinn Snyder. And you've played for a, you played for a lot of great coaches. I mean, just legends over your career. You mentioned uh, Frank Layden, Jerry Sloan, Jim Valvano, of course. Was there common tissue that uh, between those coaches who got really great buy-in? Is there uh, something you could point to and say that's what these coaches did to get their teams on board? It's a great question, Jake. Um, yeah, I think all of that is, is related. I mean, coaches have to be salesmen too, right? I mean, Valvano's problem when he came in was he, he didn't recruit any of us, so he had to really sell all of us to keep us there. And, you know, when you have a coach, obviously in the business of basketball, you have the work of the GM to be able to assemble a team that, that the coach can, can do something with. And as I think about Quinn's philosophy, my, my question to him would be, Quinn, is, is this the is this the the kind of is this the philosophy that you've always had in mind, or are you taking a bunch of guys that you have and saying this is the best way to use them, right? But I think and I think this is the way that Quinn's always wanted to be able to play, and you got to sell that in this league. I mean, I I'm not sure it's an easy sell any other you know most other places, but it also takes time to to kind of to create what didn't just happen this year uh, these guys have been doing this and maybe you tweak the pieces you bring in pieces that you need but um yeah all all coaches have to have a a a sell factor and then the players have to buy in and that and, and it's not easy especially in this league with sometimes accentuated egos um to to sell that because the the drawback sometimes is you don't get an all-star starter, right? I mean, you don't get a team where it's one guy going off and everybody loves what he's doing, um, but you're playing basketball in a way that sh- it should be played as a team game, and a lot of guys are are, are being rewarded for it. So, Thurl, as you uh, look at this team, as it's uh, evolving into what it it might be, uh, do you have the suspicion that it could be successful in the postseason to the tune of real contention? And what's the difference between what they're doing now and what will be required of them at that time? That's a great question, Gordon. Um, well, I think the difference is is that you've got uh, one team at a time that you're playing multiple times in a series. Right, and each team is like a chess match. You're, you're you're going to be making adjustments to what that team is doing. What I like about the Jazz now is they're winning in different ways, even if the three's not going. But the defense is really keeping them 
to be tops in the league in defense, I think, is the way that is what's going to get you to that point, along with, you know, the scoring you're creating as well. Um, but really great defensive teams are, are going to be closer to being champions. Now, there is a – and you look at what Brooklyn's doing. I mean, they, they're, they're decent defensively, but their offense is powerful, right? And so – um, I think the difference is what you're working on right now, trying to win in different forms and fashions. You're not going to shoot the three every night. Donovan's not going to play great every night. Um, he needs to, a guy like Donovan and Bogey, um, because we've seen them both struggle and both play well, that's when your stars have to be really consistent. So if I had to pull something out of that, it would be the defense consistency and your stars being consistent every single night, and you get the best out of them. Thurl Bailey with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Big T, Gordon asked me a question earlier in the show, and I'll, I'll give you my answer, and feel free to disagree, as, as most people often do. But uh, Gordon uh, asked me who was the most valuable player on the Jazz. Not necessarily the best, but the most valuable. My answer was Rudy Gobert because he makes them unique defensively. He makes them a top-five team defensively. And he also plays such a critical role in the offense with his ability to roll to the rim and make teams have to uh, answer for him and leave the shooters. Would you agree with my assessment that Rudy is the most valuable player? Well, if you're wrong, we're both wrong. Because <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. I, I totally agree. And it, it's for me, it's the way I see the game, right? Um, there's a lot of value on that team. There's no question about it. But I think the, the intrinsic value, the, the, the value for me comes in what doesn't show statistically also on the stat, on statistically on the stat sheet. Um, you know, some things you can't really quantify when there's really good players that like to drive to the basket that just don't because Rudy's standing there, right? And they settle for maybe a, a three-point shot or a mid-range or something like that. So I think he just changes the game. And um, offensively, he's found a way not only to be effective. You talk about screen assist. And, I mean, it's just, it's just a nightmare for, for teams that have to guard Joe Ingles and Rudy on a pick and roll. And as slow as that may look, you've got you to gotta, you gotta make up your mind, right? You've got to guard Joe. You've got to guard Rudy. And, and either way, you're wrong. And so, um, and that's not even talking about guys sitting outside with the three-pointer. So there's, I think Rudy's effectiveness in the game is underrated because I think the sense for a lot of people is it's not sexy, right? He's not, you know, he's not making moves. He's not shooting threes. Um, and that's just, that's not the way this Jazz team rolls. And, and I also think it hurts him, you know, in the popularity contest for the all-star, all-star vote. So um, that's that's my opinion. And, and if people think we're both wrong, then we're hanging together, my brother. <laughs> it's good to it's hear. Hard to, it's good really kind of hard to argue. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I certainly get that point. Thoreau, let me ask you another tough question. Those great teams that the Jazz had uh, back in your day and straight on through the 90s, 
how would this current Jazz team do if it met up with those teams or one of those teams? Um, well, you know, the rules are fixed for the offense. Yeah. Right? I mean, the rules have been – any rule changes that have been made have really benefited offensive greatness, right? The scores are higher. The games are faster. You can't even – you can't uh, – you can't touch anybody. You can't be a Detroit – a bad boy's Detroit Pistons and, and think that, you know, you're not going to have three or four guys foul out. So, I mean, that's obviously a factor. If you're saying everything being equal – um, you know, I think they would – teams like that would find a way to be in games. Um, you know, I know when you talk about the old Jazz teams, um, it, it, there's a toughness, right? There was a toughness about those teams that just wore you down. Um, I think the, it would be a pick-and-roll battle, uh, and it would come down to the ability to knock the three down. And so I, I think they would fare well. I think the edge would probably go to today's Jazz team just because of the the three-point line for one and how many guys can knock that down. Uh, so I think it would be tough to guard uh, in any sense. The Rudy Gobert-Mark Eaton matchup um, uh, or Ostertag, which one you, you decide to choose, uh, it – it would be an interesting one, but uh, I think the edge would probably go on the offensive side of, of what's going on today in, in in jazz basketball. All right, Big T, before we let you go, of course, uh, on top of being a legendary NBA player, uh, a noted musician, you are also an author, and I want to I want to read this real quick. Uh, this quote, quote, Thurl Bailey was a terrific player, and with the help of his 1983 NC State teammates, he's written a moving book about resiliency and belief. While its backdrop is basketball, this is really a book about becoming champions in life. That is a quote about uh, your book, Team of Destiny, from Mike Krzyzewski. And if a Duke guy is saying that about an NC State guy, you know it's true. <laughs> it is true. There's another Duke guy in there, too. Quinn Snyder. Oh, Quinn Snyder. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he he. Uh, he wrote a nice praise about the book, but you know, I'm 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 really proud of the book uh, because the story never gets old, and my approach to the story is not so much about what we did, but it's more about what the reader can learn from it and how the reader can be better, how the reader can develop a championship mindset through the stories of those who were like Jimmy V and, and not just the players, but, um, you know, there's a walk on his, his stories in there. And he, he probably didn't get more than five minutes the whole season in a game, but he was an amazing practice player. And I know he made me better. And so those kind of stories of, of, of how people can really develop that, championship mindset hopefully it's it's a it's it's seen as a self-help book but also reminiscing a great story that's one of the you know the the most amazing finishes in sports in the 20th century well thorough uh yeah I, that sounds like uh it'd be a fun book to read yeah and uh and uh it's it's coming out gordon also um 
I'm putting my voice to it, so uh, you don't have to like flip pages. You can just put it in your car as you're driving. <laughs> That's good. Listen, listen to my voice. Is that and where and where can people pick it up? Uh, you, they can pick it up at my on my site thoroughbailey.com. As a matter of fact, if they go on the site, they can order a personalized autographed copy, uh, and I give them an, uh, a video of authenticity. Haven't heard of that, have you? And <laughs> and they can go on Amazon as well, pick it up in hardcover, softcover, or ebook. And uh, books on tape will will be out in the next uh, next thirty days or so. You know, Big T, I, I don't give Gordon enough credit uh, about uh, being able to express himself in, in multiple multiple mediums. Of course, he's he's great on the radio and, and just an unbelievable writer for the for the Salt Lake Tribune. And uh, I'll ask you, you're used to uh, communicating, you know, being a broadcaster. How did you enjoy kind of delving into the written word? You know, I've always loved reading. Um, even when I played for the Jazz, you know, Frank was just an amazing coach but he also was great at his communication he would give us gifts and the gifts he would give his players were books books that he think he thought that we would be interested in and and i've always uh enjoyed uh reading books and i've always wanted to write a book and and weird enough as it is the pandemic helped me finish it and so uh you know as busy as life is i was able to get a lot of interviews and put this together and work with my, my great friend, Ken Shelton, who worked with Stephen Covey for years on the seven habits and put this book together, but love the written word, man. Nothing like it. Thurl, you're kind of a Renaissance man because, uh, I remember this, and maybe you've since made it public. I don't know, but I remember back when you were a freaking player. Didn't I remember a special where they shot you in the kitchen and you were cooking up all kinds of good, Good eats. I mean, are you, yeah. are you you're an accomplished uh, chef? Uh, I guess I was, and you know who was with me then? Matter of fact, we were at his place doing the cooking show. It was Jim Nance. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Jim Nance. Yeah, and it was. Um, yeah, I don't do as much cooking anymore. My wife doesn't allow me really in the kitchen just to come <laughs> come and taste it, but. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it back in the day because, you know, I got tired of using that per diem for fast food. <laughs> All right. The, the book is Team of Destiny. Uh, go to thoroughbailey.com if you want to, uh, to check that out, and I would advise you to do so. And, of course, uh, we'll continue to catch your great work on AT&T Sportsnet. Thanks, Big T. You guys are amazing. Thanks a lot. There you go. That's our friend Thurl Bailey. Again, team of destiny, and one of the great stories in sports that NC State team oh, I mean, yeah. uh, of in all time sports history. One of those great stories, and we're so lucky. Big T, right in the middle of, of course, we remember his great career with the Jazz, but that was that really was a team of destiny, Gordon. That's an aptly named book. Well, you know that when a guy all these years, see, that was what almost forty years ago, and Thurl still gets asked about it all the time. Oh yeah. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.